Hi there, Mike Vardy here, the host of the Productivity is Podcast. Now, before we get started with the show, I wanted to share with you that during the episode, it sounds like there's some noise. In fact, it more than sounds like there is some noise coming from the guest's side of the microphone. I think it has something to do with whatever microphone they were using, but the the, the content and, and the, uh, the what we ended up talking about, I think, outshines that. So, uh, just bear with the technical uh, hiccup during this episode. Uh, I'm sure you're going to get a lot out of it. And again, if you have feedback, I'd love to hear it. Podcast at productivityist.com. But for now, let's get things started with this episode of the Productivityist Podcast. This episode of the Productivityist Podcast is brought to you by the UCI Division of Continuing Education. Now, fall quarter is coming up and registration's open now. And listeners of the Productivityist Podcast are going to get 15% off of one course with the UCI Division of Continuing Education. Now stick around and listen to the show because I'm going to share what the UCI Division of Continuing Education has to offer and how you can leverage and get that 15% off. So stick around for that. This episode of the Productivityist Podcast is also brought to you by Blinkist. Now, Blinkist is a productivity saver for me. It, it it helps me be more productive and not in a traditional way that you might think. I'm going to share with you how Blinkist works for me and how you can get a free seven-day trial of Blinkist just for listening to this podcast. But for now, let's get on with the show. Welcome to the Productivities Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Vardy. And this week on the show, I'm joined by Mike McDermott. Now, Mike is the co-founder and CEO of FreshBooks. You might have heard of FreshBooks before. It's the world's number one cloud accounting software for self-employed professionals. Now, we talk about the a lot of stuff during this episode, but we want to focus on time management. You're thinking, well, how does the, the CEO and, and co-founder of FreshBooks, how does time management work for him personally and within the culture of FreshBooks? We get into that. We get into his, his, his book, Breaking the Time Barrier, fittingly the title of this episode, and a whole lot more. The culture is a big thing that we wanted to focus on during this episode. And Mike, there's something like he's 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 got a really balanced life too, which we we also cover during this episode to a degree. Lots going on here. This episode's been in the can for a while, and I'm so happy that I'm able to deliver it to you today. Here is my conversation with Mike McDermott here on the Productivity's Podcast. Enjoy. I'd like to welcome Mike McDermott to the Productivityist Podcast. Mike, thanks for joining me today. Thanks for having me. So how are things in Toronto? I mean, it's funny because whenever I get to talk to Canadian, I'm like, you know, I miss Ontario to a degree. I mean, I love living on the West Coast. Make no mistake. Victoria, BC is an amazing place to be. But uh, Toronto, whenever I go there, there's just an energy there. It's kind of like going to New York or something like that. What's what's Toronto like today? I mean, I know we're trying to keep this timeless, but what it's today? It's, it's, uh, is, is the energy there as usual? Uh, Toronto is... is uh... Not literally, but figuratively on fire, um, especially actually our industry. It, it's fun. Uh, you know, the company I, uh, I'm involved with and started is a software company. And, um, you know, since we started, like there's this whole emerging technology industry happening in Toronto. And I, you're out west and Vancouver's had some of it with, you know, EA games and stuff. But, uh, yeah, Toronto's on fire. The tech industry here is on fire. Um, it's a huge city. So, uh, you know, that's actually saying something. Uh, uh, punchline is it's, it's exciting times. So I want to talk a little bit about uh, as we get into things. First off, most people, when, when they listen to the show, they're kind of like, OK, wh- what what does what does this what does the co-founder and CEO of FreshBooks bring into, bring into the equation here? Clearly, the tool FreshBooks has a. Uh, 
productivity, you know, uh, implementations to it. Because I mean, the the ability to be able to invoice and do all that stuff without having to, you know, leave the comfort of your home if you're a solopreneur, or just the fact that you can manage all that stuff from a tool is is really really valuable. So I want to kind of get the story about what led you to build FreshBooks uh, and and and, and kind of um, like what itch was it that you were trying to scratch yeah. with it. Well, that, that, and that's definitely the the vein from which FreshBooks came. So, um, it's interesting. It's like the the origin story is actually a productivity story. I, I was running a small design firm. We were helping small businesses build websites and do internet marketing, and um, I saved over an invoice. Now, I've been using Word and Excel to bill my clients, and what I found myself doing was um, spending a lot of subconscious energy wondering who owed me money. Um, how much did they owe me? Uh, if they paid me, had I deposited it at the bank? And you know, basically, um, those efforts were not taking up time directly, but they were consuming a lot of subconscious cycles. And then periodically, I'd do this forensic accounting thing where I'd go through all my books and have to figure out actually what was going on. So that was time consuming. Um, not to mention creating invoices in Word and Excel is you know a formatting kind of nightmare. So, um, anyways, I saved over an invoice one day. Said there's got to be a better way, and and, and built uh, built FreshBooks uh, with the intent of uh, making my uh, invoicing and, uh, frankly, time tracking, uh, you know, uh, really straightforward and easy. So that was years ago. Now, where are we at now? I mean, because FreshBooks has been around for quite a while. Like, where where I mean, as of today, I know we try to keep things kind of timeless, but I think the elements of FreshBooks are whether it's you know you're listening to this the day that it's released or even you know within within a, a year or two, I think the elements are still there. Yeah. So so we started um, you know I, you know over a decade ago. And you know, since then, over 20 million people have used our software. We've helped people collect, you know, hundreds of billions of dollars. Um, you know, that's kind of where we're at uh, today. So we've come quite a way. Uh, and and I, I actually haven't done the math on this in a while. I used to like to think about like how many millions and millions of hours have we returned to people? Because the number one benefit of our offering is actually save time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> number two, you get uh, you know. So if you, you used to spend you know, a day or two or a half day a month, um, you know, sort of billing your clients, uh, or maybe you have somebody full-time dedicated to it, just take whatever number it is and divide it by four. Uh, and then you get that time back. You can use it to bill your clients, whatever it is. Um, so, yeah. So let's talk a bit about the the equation between time and money, because I think it's one of those those comparisons that a lot of people try to try to put together, especially people in my space where they're they're saying, you know, like, you know, time is money. The idea that, you know, it's the resource that you don't get back, that kind of thing. So you, you've got this book, which, you know, it, it's called Breaking the Time Barrier, How to Unlock Your True Earning Potential. What can you define for, for my audience here what the time barrier is in, in this in this particular work? Well, um, the, the book is designed for the kinds of people we serve at FreshBooks, which are people who get paid for their time and expertise. It's largely helping clients solve problems. And, you know, I, I think you can fit into that bucket if you're maybe you're a, a marketing agency, uh, maybe you're an accountant serving somebody, uh, maybe you are, you know, a general contractor helping build somebody's home. The point is you're bringing to bear, you know, this this relatively intangible thing of like your knowledge and your skills and your expertise, and you're you're going to ultimately charge somebody for the benefit of that. Uh, that. Um, so, uh, you know, the time barrier and it, the the book the, the premise is around what I you know is called value based billing. So instead of charging for how much time you spend on something, 
Instead, charge for the value you bring because the two don't always go together. And right. I think that's the that's the thing that people don't understand. Um, you know, I, I like I would be happy to spend uh, you know like to invest ten percent of any improvement you offer me. Uh, you know, back into you. Let's say ten percent. Maybe it's thirty percent. Geez, like maybe it's you know eighty percent, right? If <laughs> I'll pay eighty percent to get twenty percent lift, for you know, then it's still a benefit to me. Um, uh, you know, that, that may only take you like, if it was a million dollar project, you know, uh, and, and I can get a million dollars of value from the work you do, but it only takes you two hours, you know, I'm still getting a million dollars worth of value. And so you probably shouldn't charge me for two hours unless you're, you know, you're charging $400,000 an hour or something (laughs) like that. Right. So, so, um, the idea is like, Hey, time and what you earn and the value you create is, is non- you know, like, I don't want to say it's nonlinear, but they, they don't connect. Like, measuring by time is kind of linear, um, but ultimately the work is creative work. So right. your productivity is nonlinear. Like, sometimes I get more done in an hour than I get done in a week, it mm-hmm. feels like, right? And so should you charge the same amount? Like, if you're using time as a unit, like, are your customers even getting a good deal all the time? Like, you know, maybe not. And then if you think about how fast you, you know, you, you have how, you know, the benefit of time and skills and experience. Um, today, I can help somebody, you know, more effectively than I could a decade ago because of how I've developed. And yeah, you can hang a price tag on that, but the point is billing by the hour doesn't always capture these things. So uh, that's, that's you know, these are some of the, the problems with the model and it's, hey, let's introduce a new model that's better for you. Starting an online business or expanding your physical storefront online has never been easier thanks to Shopify. This global commerce platform supports you at every stage of your business journey. From launching your online shop to managing a million orders, Shopify is there to simplify and accelerate your growth. It's not just about selling products. Shopify helps you manage every aspect of your business with their all-in-one e-commerce platform and in-person POS system. But that's not all. Shopify helps you convert visitors into customers with the best converting checkout process on the internet which performs up to 36% better than other platforms. And now a special offer for my listeners. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash timecrafting, all lowercase. Whether you're just starting out or looking to scale up, Shopify is the perfect partner for your business. Meal planning is important because it prevents us from being a disappointed wreck when dinner time comes around and we have no clue what to make or even if we have the ingredients to make the meal. It's a time and a money saver, but most importantly, it frees up valuable brain space. Creating a meal plan prepares us for the week to come and gives us peace of mind that we're organized and can feed ourselves and our family. That's why I do it and that's why Plan to Eat helps me do it. Your subscription includes access to the Plan to Eat website and fully featured mobile apps on iOS and Android. And Plan to Eat gives you the tools to clip and organize recipes from any website, the ones your family loves and that fit your dietary preferences and needs. And you can create a meal plan around your schedule. Then what happens is the Plan to Eat software automatically creates an organized shopping list based on your plan. So sign up for your free trial at plantoeat.com slash timecrafting. That's plantoeat.com forward slash timecrafting. The coupon will be automatically applied to your account and can be used when you're ready to subscribe. It's valid for new customers only. Give Plan to Eat a try today. All right, it's time to take a break from the proceedings to talk about one of our sponsors for this episode, the UCI Division of Continuing Education. Now, the 
UCI Division of Continuing Education is ranked among the top 50 universities nationally and ranked seventh among all public universities, according to a U.S. News and World Report annual college survey. And DCE maintains over 30,000 enrollments from students worldwide each year and offers thousands of courses to local, regional, and global constituencies. And seeing as I'm in Canada, I can take courses. Anyone, if you're in the UK, you can. They're all over the globe, which is great. And I mean, I've been to Irvine before. It's a beautiful, beautiful part of California. And you could take them locally if you're there as well. So if you're in that neck of the woods, you can go to the UCI uh, Division of Continuing Education and take the courses right there. Now, 100% online courses, for those of us that are not in that area, they offer convenience and flexibility. And actually, even for people that are in that area that don't want to like leave their houses to go do this. And they also, these, these online courses offer a real immersive online classroom experience. And you can even collaborate with your peers, which is fantastic. And there's open enrollment. So what that means is there's no applications to complete. You just log in and you sign up. You can pay for a single course or enroll in an entire certificate program. You've got full control over your academic plan. And that's huge, which means you can advance your career in as little as six months. The the courses and certifications that the UCI Division of Continuing Education has to offer, they are really designed for the working professional. And they, and they, they are in a wide range of categories. You've got, you've got business and leadership. You've got tech. You've got project management, which is near and dear to my heart, of course. Law, engineering, human resources, and over 60 convenient certificates and specialized studies programs, both on campus and online. So I want you to check out what the UCI Division of Continuing Education has to offer. And the fall quarter is coming up. Registration's open now now. And what I want you to do is get 15% off of one course. All you have to do is visit ce.uci.edu slash productivityist, and then enter the promo code TIMECRAFTING to get 15% off of one course. So again, that URL, ce.uci.edu slash productivityist, and then enter the promo code TIMECRAFTING to get that 15% discount off of one course. Now remember, this offer is only valid until December 31st, 2019 at 11.59pm. So get on this today. You got lots of time to do it if you're listening to this episode as it's released. And if you want to advance your career in as little as six months, and just build a better you, the UCI Division of Continuing Education is a great place to start. I'd like to thank the UCI Division of Continuing Education for sponsoring this episode of the podcast. Now, let's get back to the show. Well, and the other thing is, is that ultimately, when you charge by the hour, that's quantitative, right? It's very quantitative, whereas value is qualitative, right? You know, I mean, there's, and I think that there's something can, people can really, and, and well, let me, let me, I, let, I, let me expand uh, on, let me expand okay. on that a little you, bit. You go. You go let you me go, expand on that a little bit. Yeah. Um, and I'm just saying that on its face, right? Like it's, there's probably a depth to it. And I definitely want you to kind of chime in here a little bit. But what I'm saying is, is that it's much easier for people to grab onto something that's quantitative, right? We see this all the time with things like emails. Oh, I have 35 emails that I need to get to. But the, the, what if 30 of those emails are newsletters or they're just, you know, vapid stuff? Whereas, whereas, if, you know, it's much, so people will measure their productivity by like that idea of inbox zero, which, which can be right. valuable, but it may not be on its face. So let now, yeah. now I want you to come back in. Cause I think that it's important to understand that like uh, there, there is such a thing at when you're talking about value, I think that some people, they, especially, and you talk about this a little bit in your book about the exploring value with your clients. For some yeah. people, it's very hard for them to kind of grasp, well, wait a minute, but the, how much is that that worth? Like, what is the, what is the time involved with that? Like you just talked about. Let's use your inbox example because it's great too. Is I would tr like I would like to introduce a new word, which I think probably better captures uh, all of this, which is the notion of impact. Mm. 
right? Um, and so, you know, if you have 35 emails and, you know, you, you measure success by getting through all 35 of those and it's going to take you till tomorrow morning to do that and it's presently four in the afternoon – um, and, and if one of those emails is saying, I don't know, let's use my business, all of your servers are down, <laughs> your customers can't do so. It's like, okay, if that's number 34 and I get to it tomorrow at you know, 9 a.m., like I, I haven't probably worked my way through things in the most impactful way. Uh, and so um, I, you know, why we would use those analogies, I don't know. But the, the notion of like not all those emails are created equal, almost certainly. And, and I think when you're working with clients, um, what I like to do is I do think you actually need to turn into money, uh, numbers rather. So I, I was uh, sort of recoiling a little when we said, hey, it's non, you know, it's, it's qualitative. Mm-hmm. I, I think your goal when you're taking on an engagement and working with somebody is to understand, like, what is the impact they are seeking? Um, and they may not know how to quantify it. And so sometimes the work is like, let me help you quantify what I think the impact of working together can be. And then let me charge you a, a you know a relatively small portion of that impact, which you're going to feel good about, right? Right. Um, and so back to the million dollar example, maybe I'm going to charge you three hundred thousand dollars so you can make a million, right? Like that's you know that seems like a good trade off, um, you know. And it might take me twenty thousand dollars of cost to do that. Who who knows, right? But uh, that that's where you get into understanding. Hey, what's the impact for you? You know, you know, how can I help, you know, like, how do I help you get to a certain impact? What's that worth to you? And therefore, here's my fee. And I think value tells a better story, too, versus time. You know what I mean? Like, in terms of like, because if let's say, for example, uh, you, that million dollar project, and you're basing it on value, when, when if you deliver that value, that carries like that other client go, Hey, this person did that. They're not going to say, Oh, you know what? Well, they charged X number per hour. They're going to tell about the value. They're going to lead with the value and then the, and then let the other stuff kind of fall, follow through in a, in a lot of cases. Uh, yeah, I, I agree. And, and it is to build on this, the risk of going one step further, but it's kind of my favorite part about why billing by the hour is broken. Um, I, I believe you need two things in business to be successful shared values and alignment, right? And so with your best clients, hey, you like working with each other, you got a shared value system and you're aligned on some goals and objectives. Um, I, you know, the thing about billing by the hour is it pits you and your client against each other. Uh, you know, it, it, you are incented to spend more time doing something. They are incented to have you spend less time. And so the question is, how do we just take time out of this. And that's, you know, value-based uh, billing is one way to do that. So uh, I'll, I'll leave it at that. But uh, yeah, lo- lo- lots of good uh, good stuff in there. By the way, the book's an hour long. It's been downloaded by a quarter million people. If it doesn't change the way you think about, uh, you know, pricing yourself and presenting value and working with your clients, uh, I'll be amazed. Encourage you to check it out. It's written as a fable. If you can tolerate that, uh, please enjoy. And actually, it's funny. Uh, one of the uh, fables are actually, I was just, uh, before we ch- chatted today, uh, I had an interview with uh, another podcast guest, uh, Josh Kaufman, who wrote How to Fight a Hydra. And I'll put a link to that show in the uh, in the show notes here. But fables uh, are a, a way of really helping you kind of uh, humanize messages and have the, the idea of metaphor and, and people learning from that respect. I love The Go-Giver. Uh, you know, it's another great book and, and The Alchemist. So I think that that's a great way to present things because it kind of it's, – it's a bit disarming. Do you know what I mean? I, um, I – yeah, I'm not – always, you know, I wish I was proud of every single thing we did, but I'm a tough judge, so I'm not. Um, I, I think the, the book and I think the fable helps, really helps people shift a mindset 
so yeah, I think the the fable lends itself to helping people transition their thinking. Uh, you know, it's almost like how do we sidestep specifics uh, in a way and make a fantastical world that helps you see like ah how this can live for somebody else. All right, so let's let's talk. You talked about alignment a little, a little bit ago, and I'm gonna. Uh, there's a link that I'm putting in the show notes about why this CEO started a secret company to compete with his existing one, which is a fairly loaded headline. But it's 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 about you. <laughs> so why in the world would you do that? Uh, and, and and share a little bit more about what that other company was that you 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 created to compete with FreshBooks. Um. <laughs> Yeah, that is an odd headline. It's, it's, it's remarkable. That's about me. Jeez. Um, uh, but it, but it's also true. So um, uh, we, you know, we're, we are in technology. Uh, we started out in the early 2000s. And, uh, you know, about, about I, I think of a software platform in our business, like you kind of get 10 years out of it, right? And mm-hmm. can make a change. And uh, we were kind of at that 10-year mark. And I was looking into the future and saying, geez, um, I, I don't know that um, – I just don't know that we win in in five to you know seven years if we don't change something. Our, our customers were really happy, but uh, the, the world had changed since we started. You know, new technologies had emerged to build the kinds of products that uh, we, we offered, and you know another huge thing was smartphones came along. Like in two thousand and four, there really are no smartphones, um, and uh, you know fast forward the iPhone comes out and everything changes and, and the biggest change is consumers expectations, right? So I want to be able to access anything anywhere on any device. And, uh, by the way, I want to do things like push a button, have a car show up and I want it all to be super easy and intuitive on this, this little screen. Um, it turns out, uh, with our, what we call that call our classic platform, we, um, we were able to build some of the best mobile products out there. Um, uh, but the challenge was we felt uh, with our desktop version of our software, like we 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 really were not going to be able to design the simple user experiences the market would demand. And uh, for a variety of reasons, that basically just led us to like, hey, we need to we actually need to rewrite our software. Uh, once we came to that place and we decided to do it and we started actually working on it, the problem became, um, geez, um, well, how do we know if it's better, right? So mm-hmm. we can work on it in a corner and, and, you know, we might love it, but you know, uh, you know, you can also get high on your own supply sometimes. Right? So, and there's so bias I mean, in, and there's bias in place from users already there, right? Like they already have in mind what, what, what FreshBooks is, right? Do you know what I mean? And there's bias from people inside the building. And I, I, it's interesting. There's a lot of the work we did was to try to help people unlearn things, mm. um, Anyhow, so, so, you know, for those reasons and more, what we decided to do was actually um, uh, we wanted to keep out of people's, you know, like our competitors' crosshairs, and we wanted to uh, um, also uh, create an environment where people could take big risks, and we wanted to know that the new offering was business performance. And for, for these reasons, we said, okay, well, let's test it. And, you know, we thought about launching in a uh, sort of market that we're not active in today. And what we decided instead was, you know, let, let's not compromise. Uh, let's create a secret and fictitious company. Uh, let us uh, build our new offering there. We'll, we'll sort of send traffic to it. We'll understand how it performs. Uh, and then when it's ready, we'll bring it over uh, to be uh, the, the new version of FreshBooks. And that's what we did. We created a new company called BillSpring, uh, it, you know, incorporated it. Uh, it had its own website, its own logo. People signed up. People loved it. 
uh, and then one day we got a phone call, um, you know, at FreshBooks saying, "Hi, I'd like to uh, uh, cancel my FreshBooks account, please." And and uh, you know, we said, "Great, that's done for you." Why? Oh, I'm moving to this new company, uh, Bill Spring, and that was uh, the day we knew we were uh, <laughs> we were on track, and it was time to uh, to move things over. So. Um, uh, yeah, so that's, uh, that, that's the story of Bill Spring. Uh, it's, a, uh, you know, a fascinating approach to a very, uh, you know, opinion mine and, and maybe I shouldn't be the one saying that, but you know, I, I've never heard of anybody doing that before. I haven't uh, either. I haven't either. Yeah. And, and it, so what, what was the fault? I'm going to say fallout's not the right word. I'm going to say it anyways. What was the fallout? What was the, what was the reaction when it, when it finally, like you said, ta-da. Mm. So. Uh, you know, I think there's uh, different constituent groups, um, you know, to, to answer that question. So first of all, our team just loved working on the project. That was great. We had a lot of our customers who were like, it's great. We had some customers who were like, it's not ready for me yet. <laughs> uh, and so we gave people the ability to move to the new FreshBooks and to return to class. Are you a small business owner struggling to find the right talent for your team? I've been there and I know how challenging it can be. That's why I recommend LinkedIn Jobs. It's not just any job board. It's a community where you can find professionals who are the perfect fit for your business, many of whom aren't checking other job sites. In fact, 70% of LinkedIn users aren't visiting other leading job sites, making LinkedIn your best bet for finding top talent. With LinkedIn jobs, you can post your job and reach qualified candidates quickly. 86% of small businesses find a qualified candidate within 24 hours. And now... You can post your job for free at linkedin.com slash conversation. That's right, for free. Don't miss out on finding top talent. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash conversation today. Terms and conditions apply. Like if they had that feeling. Uh, and then, um, you know, obviously people who like a story and the business market and the rest of it, uh, you know, have really, uh, you know, it, it's kind of gotten a lot of attention for that reason, which is great because that's good marketing. So good on us. Hey, hard business problem. I like to talk about turning lemons into lemonade. Uh, I think we did that with this. So it was an 18 month experiment, a lot of time spent in it. And I mean, this is a, a great look at how you, you talked earlier about time and, and, and value. I mean, you, you spent a lot of time in there. The value that you got out of this experiment, would you say it was worth the time spent? I, you know, for me, this was a bet the company, you know, the impact is 10 years beyond the day you launch it uh, kind of thing. Um, so, so absolutely. We, we have been able to do things and, you know, we'll continue to do things at never increasing rate on this new platform with the new technology that, you know, we would not have been able to before. So uh, no question. Okay, we're going to take another break from the podcast to talk about our other sponsor for this episode, Blinkist. Now, in in this day and age, which is just filled with information coming at you all the time, and we a, a world that just is in constant motion, speeding up uh, faster than we can keep up with, it can be really difficult to find the time to sit down and just learn more. I mean, I've got a day called learning day, which is my Thursdays. And that's where I focus on learning because I needed to do that. Otherwise I wouldn't have a way to, to really push forward with that. And I mean, there's so many things pulling at your attention. So you don't think you have the time necessarily to do all this. There's so many things we have to work on and juggle, but if you want to develop yourself, there's an app that I highly recommend and have been using for years and it's Blinkist. Now Blinkist is really the only app that takes the best key takeaways and the need to know information from 
thousands of nonfiction books and condenses them down into just 15 minutes so you can read them or listen to them. Now, I've if you've been listening to the show for a while, you know I'm focused more on wellness. In fact, this month, my monthly theme is wellness, so I'm doing a lot more exercise. I'm running. Actually, I just ran earlier today in the rain. It was a big downpour. I ran home in the rain, and on the way home, I just, you know, before I left the gym, I fired up Blinkist and said, it's going to take me about 10 to 15 minutes to get home running. I'm going to listen to a book. And sure enough, uh, it was it was just I was filling my brain and and making my body better all at the same time. It was fantastic. And, and Blinkist is made for busy people like you and me. You know, you want to get the main points quickly and you don't want to have to read necessarily the entire book because maybe you don't have time or maybe you don't know if there's going to be like there, there can be a lot of filler in some books, right, that you may not want to get past. I know some people are like, oh, there's enough. I want to get to the meat. I don't want to necessarily read all of the, the stories surrounding it. And the audio feature, which I just talked about, Blinkist really, with that audio feature, makes it easy to finish a book during your commute, like I just did today, on your lunch break, or again, on during your exercise. So I managed to kill two birds with one stone today. Eight million people are using Blinkist right now. I'm one of those eight million, and it's got a massive and growing library from self-help, business, health, to history books. It's fantastic. So again, I can't recommend Blinkist more. I mean, it's on my front page of my iPhone. It's like right there because I want to be able to learn things quickly, get the takeaways, especially as I'm working on my own book. I don't necessarily want to read an entire book while I'm trying to write my own, but I do want to keep feeding my brain during that process. And that's one of the ways I use Blinkist. There's a whole bunch of other ways I use it. Um, and, and you know, I mean, friends of mine have books on there. You know, Paul Jarvis has got books on there, Cal Newport. Uh, there's, there's lots of different people. Uh, you just go through the entire library of what Blinkist has to offer, and you will not, you will have a hard time, uh, you know, getting through all the books that you, you, you know, you want to, you want to read. You're going to have a list. If you've got a Netflix queue, you're going to have a Blinkist queue soon enough, like I do. Uh, so I want you to benefit from Blinkist as well. And there is a special offer for Productivity Podcast listeners. So right now, what you can do is go to Blinkist.com slash timecrafting, and you can start your free seven-day trial today. And in seven days, imagine reading seven books in, 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 in seven days. You could easily read more than that uh, just by going to Blinkist during the seven-day free trial. Uh, whether you want to read them or listen to them, you get those key takeaways. So again, Take advantage of this. Blinkist, that's B-L-I-N-K-I-S-T dot com slash timecrafting. Get that seven-day free trial and start reading like I read, like a productivityist reads today. I'd like to thank Blinkist for sponsoring this episode of the Productivityist Podcast. Now let's get back to the show. So do you have a, when we're looking at this, I mean, this is rather unconventional. The book, you know, again, a parable, a fable, which is, which is, you know, I mean, we're seeing more of those books being written uh, to, to teach lessons and life lessons and business lessons. Uh, I've never heard of anybody uh, starting a, a competitor to then reveal that they are, in fact, the competitor. Do you spend, like, in your role, I mean, do you explore a lot of this stuff? I mean, that's I, that's got to be a place where you, you spend your time and energy to figure out, like, hey, how can I... Uh, like, like, do you spend time there? And, and if so, like, what are some of the other things that you've done in that, in that exploration or experimentation? Yeah. So it's interesting. Um, I, I'm on a journey a little bit, you know, every three to six months, but I think I'm, I'm kind of coming up to an interesting uh, place with my role and Hey, Hey, how do you change it? Are you the day-to-day operations person or are there things that you are uniquely and probably the only person, you know, that are going to do as a founder of this thing? Uh, and so I'm asking myself, Hey, where, where should I spend my time? Um, th- th- 
you know, I believe FreshBooks, and you know, I think I've been a big part of most of them, but uh, it is a long track record of finding creative solutions to challenging business problems. Um, you know, Bill Spring is one example. We actually have a few others. Um, well, you know, when we rebranded and re renamed our company, and this was in the earliest, earliest days of starting up, but we had a name, it was awful, and we chose to rename. We actually used the exercise, you know, normally, if, you know, a company renames or something like that, you know, if you have a lot of customers, they may not all really realize or understand what's going on. And we decided to murder our old brand in, in an old in an eight-episode serial murder mystery. Um, <laughs> and so we, we used this opportunity. We created this format where we sent a story. Uh, and by the way, there were prizes for who guessed who done it. And it was like the staff of the company were the characters that might have you know, murdered the prior brand. And, and, and so we, we got in touch with our customers. We had a repeated like, cadence of like, hey, we're sending this thing because we're going to change our name. At the end of this murder episode, the, the name will be there. Um, anyways, the point of it is, uh, the customers at the time were like, who are these crazy people? And Jesus is a lot of fun. And no one was surprised when, you know, the name was actually launched and we turned again, sort of lemons of like, Hey, we might confuse people into like, we made a lot of fans. So you wouldn't think, and this is, this is more of a personal tech that we're going to take here is, you know, mm -hmm. a company called FreshBooks. I mean, most, most people on the outside looking and go, Oh, well, you know, they, they're, I'll simplify it. They help with my, my uh, billing practices, right? They help with that kind of stuff. Yet yes. the stuff you're talking about is incredibly creative, unconventional things that you would probably expect to have happen in, in it, not necessarily in a tool like FreshBooks. They're, they're, they almost seem to be, um, you know, not, not contra somewhat contradictory, not, but they seem to be complementary. Is that how you approach a lot of the things that you, not just at work, but in life, like how do, like, you seem to look at things from that, from, through that lens. Is that, is that something that you've always done or is it just something that, that was born from, from just, uh, you know, constantly, uh, or for just being involved in this space and saying, you know, we need to come up with creative solutions to, to, uh, these kind of, these kind of things that pop up. Yeah, I, I think it's, uh, I, I, you know, this is one of those weird things. Uh, so you're a founder and CEO of a company, and, you know, sometimes the company's not too far divorced from yourself, but mm -hmm. it's, it's awkward to talk about it like it's a, a you thing. Um, so, uh, you know, I, I think there's, there's both elements. Um, so I, I think we had some of that baked in, but I think we then went and hired some crazy and zany people um, who, you know, sort of, kept that going and kept it going further. And, you know, I tend to generally encourage that kind of thing around here. <laughs> right. So I want to see it and we reward and recognize people, you know, taking unusual approaches to uh, standard problems. Um, uh, and I can think of, you know, I, you know, we used to, uh, you know, I like to think we still do here and there, but we used to go to a lot of conferences. We do that less these days. Um, we wouldn't go to a conference. We would stunt a conference. We always wanted to sort of win the conference and have people thinking about us. And we found all kinds of nutty ways to do that and did it for a long enough period of time that people in our target segments were, you know, they go to the conference kind of wondering what we're going to do next, <laughs> right? Uh, which is, you know, that's that's something, right? So, yeah, we spent actively deliberate time on this. Um, I don't know that it shows up as much in my, uh, you know, day-to-day -day life, <laughs> sorry, outside the office life. Yep. I kind of think of, uh, I like to think of, uh, the business as a canvas and, you know, it's like, you can apply creativity to solving these problems. But, um, 
uh, I, I think it's it's part of our culture, and you know, I trust and hope it will be, you know, sort of forever. So, when you were touch, touched on the fact that you have people that come, you've you've got your your quote zany zany folks that have come in and help you with this, it sounds a lot like there's a, this idea of meritocracy going on here that Ray Dalio talks about in principles like this, like, hey, how do we, you know, what are the best ideas that we have? Is that kind of how you approach this kind of stuff? And is it how you approach a lot of the stuff that you guys do at FreshBooks, or is it just kind of one one piece of the puzzle? Uh, you know, in principle, absolutely. In, in practice, it's not my experience that everyone on a team is necessarily great at this kind of thing. Mm. Uh, and so that's back to like those zany people or the pirates. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, they're probably a subsegment of you know like a team at our scale now, which is like hundreds of people. Um, but uh, it's it's you know by all means when you know the right thing surfaces, you know you want to get behind it and help bring it to life. As we get close to wrapping up here, I want to just touch on a little bit more about the work that you do and how you work. I'm going to link to your, the, I'm not going to go over how you work because life hackers done that very well. We'll link to that in the show notes, but is, is there one particular way that you approach your work that you found, you found has served you time and time again, that maybe someone who's listening right now could, uh, could take and, and begin to adopt themselves. So in terms of a productivity hack, and maybe I'll step back from it a little bit like Mm -hmm. i spend more of my energy now trying to think about how to preserve my energy and my proper mind space you know sometimes i can get dragged into some details and i don't mind that like there's a part of me that loves it Mm -hmm. but when that happens um you know i kind of i do lose some creativity cycles and i I lose some perspective on you know the bigger bigger problems so i'm good at zooming in and zooming out day to day um but but you know the, the point is if you spend time at 100 feet, you know, it takes a little while to get back up to 50,000. So, um, so, so, so that's the thing. So with that is like, Hey, like preserving my cycles, managing my energy, very important. Um, this is like a productivity, I would say like a mental health hack for me, but I shut my phone off at like 7 PM on Friday nights and I don't pick it up, you know, like, and when I say shut it off, I mean, I don't look at email, you know, I, I'm not, available. Uh, you know, you can get to me, you know, if you know my cell number, you know, I'll, I'll look out for texts because that's usually where my friends get to me by, but I, I'm not working on the weekends. And I found that that is critically important for me for not burning out, frankly. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I need that time to, to recharge and repair and restore and, and get ready for the next thing. And um, I think, you know, sometimes people are just so busy all the time. Uh, that they don't get to that other side of the brain that makes the nonlinear jumps. Uh, and those are the ones that are often, you know, the most impactful. Yeah. And you, I mean, you hear about employee time versus entrepreneur time and that, that blues, what's uh, the, the idea of blue ocean strategy where you take like a day, like to not connect with anything. You can better connect with those ideas that are internal, right? Like there's a lot of that stuff that happens. Um, and you've set boundaries up. Like, I mean, that's, I think that's the other thing that's important is, is, you know, you, you, you'll take phone calls, you'll have texts, but like email is where you draw the line. I think that, uh, understanding that and having the awareness to, to do that is, and that takes time. That takes, you know, you have to step back, like you said, and kind of go, okay, what, where, where do those boundaries lie? And it sounds like you've got those locked in and, and as well as having apparently much more looser boundaries when it comes to innovating, such as creating fake companies and all that stuff. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and on that note, I think that's a great place to wrap up. Mike, this has been a really great conversation. Where can people uh, learn more about FreshBooks and keep up with you and, and what you got going on? 
uh, probably the best place to go if you uh, send invoices to anybody, get paid for your time and expertise, like to work on your mobile phone or your desktop computer, is to go to FreshBooks.com. Uh, if you invoice, uh, you need FreshBooks is what I like to say. Awesome, Mike. Thanks for joining me today on the Productivity Podcast. Thanks for having me. Big thanks to Mike McDermott for joining me on the podcast today. You can check out all of the stuff related to this episode, all the links and everything that we mentioned, just by going to productivityist.com slash podcast 254. And if you don't want to miss a single episode, just subscribe to the show as well. That way you can check out all of the future episodes that we've got coming up, as well as have access to the great 253 episodes that we have in our archives as well, featuring a a, a plethora of of great guests from all over the world and from all walks of life. So again, if you want to check out what Mike had to say, again, go to productivityist.com slash podcast 254. You can check out everything that we talked about there. I want to thank our sponsors for this episode as well. The UCI Division of Continuing Education. Now, What I want you to do is I want you to take advantage of this offer, which is 15% off of one course. So you need to go to ce.uci.edu slash productivityist and then enter time crafting to get 15% off of one course. So again, that's ce.uci.edu slash productivityist and then enter the promo code time crafting to get that 15% off of one course. Now remember, this offer is only valid until December 31st, 2019 at 11:59 p.m. So if you're listening to this closer to that date, jump on this opportunity now while you can. I also want to thank Blinkist for sponsoring this episode. And right now for a limited time, once again, Blinkist has a special offer just for the audience of the Productivity's podcast, which is you. Go to blinkist.com slash timecrafting to start your free seven-day trial today. Again, that's Blinkist, B-L-I-N-K-I-S-T dot com slash timecrafting to start your free seven-day trial now. And I want to thank both our sponsors for being part of this episode of the podcast. I also want to thank John Polster for putting together the show, the rest of my team, for helping me with all of the administrative and show notes stuff that is uh, related to the podcast. And I want to thank you for listening. That's it for now. Until next time, I am Mike Barty, the host of the Productivities Podcast, reminding you to stop guessing and start going. See you later.